Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. No matter where we are, there's usually this sense that there's something more, right? Even when we're in a good place, that, you know, that old song, is that all there is? That there, because there is coded in us a knowing that there is something more, that we are part of all that is. And so to the extent that we are defining ourselves as these skin-encased beings walking around with limited opportunities, to that extent, we are going to feel discontent because that is not our truth. That is just our perception Our truth is that we are completely infused with all that is. That all the power that we see, all the possibilities that we see that appear to be outside of us are part of us because we are inextricably one with that field. But we don't generally go through life realizing that. I mean, we might intellectually realize it, but we're not walking around in a state of awareness and bliss as we would be if we were constantly aware. And so what we're doing instead is we tend to be in a state of divine discontent, which is we're asking ourselves, there's got to be something more. And, And it it happens in different areas of our life. So our relationships might be absolutely fantastic. We can't even imagine how they could be better. But the job thing, oh, we can imagine that. You know, or the other way around. <laughs> or, or maybe it's our health. So there, there's usually, sometimes it's multiple areas in our lives. We, sometimes we've gotten to the place where nothing is working. But usually, something is working and something is not working to the extent that it could be. And that's the area where we're focusing in this moment is there's got to be something more here. How do I get myself out of this state of limitation and into the field of complete possibility? How do I do that? And that's, as we... If, if we turn to the Bible, Jesus is there saying, there's a kingdom of heaven. This is not all there is. There's this kingdom. And that was not a place in the sky that you're going to go to with streets made of gold and pearly gates. That's metaphor. <laughs> it, you know, this is a state of consciousness. It's a state of consciousness where your heart is in charge, where you are completely one with all that is. And that was, that was the whole point of Jesus' ministry, was saying that power exists within each one of us. It's not just for some people, it's for all of us. He, wasn't, he didn't come for us to worship him. He said, I found the secret, here it is. It's this kingdom that we can expand into. 
in the story of Oz, we're in the realm of mythology, where we get it better through stories. And so here is the setup of the story. Dorothy is a little girl living during the Depression, when people have lost jobs, when there isn't a lot of abundance, where life seems very gray, where she can't get the attention of her parent figures because they're too busy counting their chickens. They're, they're stuck in the world of the mundane and, and trying to figure out, is there going to be enough? How many chickens do we have? They don't have time to listen to the questions of a child. And then, and then you've got the figure, Miss Gulch, who comes, who's, who's the evil figure on the Kansas side of the reality. And she's, she's the woman that's got the most money and power and time in town. And she claims to have been bitten by Dorothy's innocent little dog. And she wants to take the dog and destroy it. And her aunt doesn't have enough backbone to say, there's no way you're going to do that. Because remember, in Kansas and with the aunt and uncle, they are caught in the idea that there are limits, that those with money and power are in charge. But that isn't truth. That's just the perception. And so Dorothy has to do what any brave hero about to be thrust on a quest would do. She runs away and takes the dog with her. And she starts, she starts something. When she says, no, I'm not going to let this happen. I'm not going to let this part of me that Toto represents be sacrificed. I'm going to do whatever it takes. She initiates the adventure. But when we do that, when we say no, this is, I'm not okay with this. Like I was telling you the other week about my grandson with adults and their rules. This is unacceptable. When we make that stand and we really mean it, and he was ready to move out on his own because at six years old, he knew the truth. This is unacceptable to have other people dictating how you're going to live your life. When we reach that point, we then, we put out this okay to the field. Bring it on. What we don't get to do is orchestrate exactly how that will be. And that's what brings the twisters into our lives. And when they first appear, if we were okay where we were, we wouldn't need the twister. We wouldn't be sitting there in a state of divine discontent. And then as soon as the twister comes, the first thing we say is, what are you doing to me? You, you've changed everything up. Oh, yeah, I did ask for that, didn't I? No, we forget that part. We forget the part that we asked for it. We only are so involved in, oh, this is going on. Well, how am I going to be all right? We're very scared in that moment. And we don't see how it's going to get better. 
But what we want to remind ourselves of is that it does get better. It's like what Joanne was saying in the prayer. When these twisters come, it's like suddenly we're in the middle of a divorce or suddenly we've lost our job or suddenly we've got a diagnosis or whatever it is that we have just managed to get ourselves in the middle of. This is bringing us into an adventure because we had a limitation on ourselves. I know your story, Joanne. You and Jim were both going through divorce twisters at the same time and both ended up talking to the same minister who was giving you the same advice and the next thing you know, you're meeting each other. You know, so it was, ultimately, it was a really good thing on so many levels. Think about it for yourselves. <clears throat> what have your twisters been? What are the things that happened and you thought, I'll never survive this. This is going to destroy me. But then it takes you to another level. It takes you to something you can't even imagine. When the twister begins, if you remember from the movie, all, you see all these characters that are going by and there's Miss Gulch on the, on the bicycle and then she kind of morphs and now she's the Wicked Witch. She represents Dorothy's shadow. So when we look at something at mythology from a metaphysical point of view and not literal, then it's, there's nothing that's outside of us. Miss Gulch is the part of Dorothy that she needs to look at. And ironically, it's the first thing that shows up in Oz. We have to look at our shadows. Even Kansas is her shadow in a sense. So in the, the situation of there's got to be something more, we have to first look at our shadow and it's never, ever easy. Nobody wants to look at their shadow. And we have to do our work in order to integrate that and bring it into the light. So today I'm, I'm really excited to invite our guest, um, Tavai, to come up here. Tavai had his own experience of a twister that really took him into a deep, deep place in himself and he found such light on the other side. But it was a really difficult journey as all heroic journeys are. Each one of ours has a different look. I'm just looking at you, Kristen, and thinking about this woman had a tumor in her brain and she thought maybe she would die. And today, she is this amazing healer who is working with people and, and just bringing people into alignment. But she wouldn't be that today if she hadn't gone through this where her whole life was turned upside down. Each one of us has our stories. So, Tavai, would you come up? Namaste, everyone. So good to be here with all of you. When I look out into this audience, like looking into all of your eyes, I just see incredible light and magnificent love and uh, just total splendor of how connected all of you are. Um, as you guys know, I came here a couple weeks ago and I was just so deeply impressed 
by the service, by the genuine sincerity that I saw in everyone's eyes, and just by that radiant light that you guys all give off. And listening to Jane, I could just, she was just flowing with that divine will, her words, um, I could relate to because I'd experienced those subtle things that she was talking about. Now today, she mentions the story of the Wizard of Oz and Dorothy. Now, as she mentioned, I myself have been through that twister, as have we all. Um, my twister actually began when I went to prison. So I ended up going to prison uh, for a very intense incident. It involved a knife and some threats, and that wound me up seven years um, in prison. And so if you can just imagine this, I was immersed into that incredible fire of suffering, uh, so intense, so tangible, so palpable, um, that it really had consumed my entire being um, in that state. And for three years, I kind of was in this. You know, there wasn't much light, there wasn't much beauty. Um, you know, I had just sort of been swept away through this experience. Well, a while back, I heard someone say something that really impressed me, and that was, when you turn towards the sun, shadows fall behind you. And so I realized, for myself, I had to turn towards that sun. So it allowed me to look inward and try and find some happiness and try and find some truth in reality. And so what had occurred, in fact, I was spending four months in the hole in segregation. And so the hole is essentially 23 hours locked down, and uh, you have a lot of time to yourself, we'll just say that. <laughs> so, um, but it all started where I had this dream, and in this dream, basically, uh, these meteors came down, and I was sort of blown backwards, and in that moment, everything slowed down, and there was this beautiful being. She was a black woman, and she had all white on, very angelic, and she took my hand very gently and very lovingly, and she showed me sort of a panorama of time fast-forwarding over the continent of Africa and sort of civilizations rising and falling and, and humanity and connectedness and war and violence and so forth. And I realized after having woken up that I needed to sort of share that light. And uh, so anyway, continuing on with that, that had sort of opened a door for me. And afterwards, in meditations... I began to experience these very intense vibrations where I would kind of merge with this light. And that led me to um, becoming aware of uh, science called astral projection or out-of-body experience. And through that, um, I decided I wanted to become adept in that. And I had begun to experience that for myself, these subtle planes um, of being, which before I never necessarily believed in. Well, Afterwards, um, after a series of other events and subtle experiences, um, I had a threefold vision, which leads up to the last thing. But in this vision, there was this uh, radiant being uh, right before me, and it had this very fixed, powerful smile on its face. And all of a sudden, I folded backwards, and I merged with this light, uh, just pure light and radiance and blissfulness. Like, I became one with it as a snowball would dissolve into the ocean. And the next thing I knew, I was suspended in the darkness, in pure black. And my foot caught on fire. My feet, they, it, this fire began to consume me. And at first, I resisted the fire. And uh, then I heard this very loving, calm voice that said, Know the, the, know the, um, know the Divine Mother to be the all-consuming flame. 
And so I accepted this fire and surrendered to it and allowed it to consume me. And it erupted, I, my being erupted into this ocean of vibration. I had become one with that. And so coming out of that experience, I was even further changed and transformed. And all I could think about was when I looked into other people's eyes that there were doorways into that infinite ocean of light. When I look into your eyes, that's exactly what I see. And then finally, it comes to an experience that Jane was talking about last time, about you know, all of us are here um, to bring that light into this world. Just like Dorothy, on her journey, she was there to sort of unite her friends. Uh, she was there to bring them all to truth, to reality, and allow them to find um, you know, what, was, what was true within themselves. Um, that they all had it all along. You know, we are that light. We don't have to search for it because that's what we are. And so in this dream, it was um, myself and a large group of others. And we're in this very expansive, subtle state, um, sort of in this light, in this bliss, very free. But consciously, we made the decision together to come down, to sort of begin descending down into this, uh, this earthly plane. And... As we were descending, we all made this unified decision that we would help these people. And we kind of looked down and we saw that there was an immense amount of suffering, but it all came from not being awake, not being lucid, not realizing the true nature of who they were. And so together we came down knowing that it would be a bit of a sacrifice because, well, in the process, in these fleshy bodies, we may forget our true nature. But one thing that we did know is that when we saw each other, we would always recognize each other simply by looking into one another's eyes that, hey, we're here to bring light into this world. And that's all of you. All of you are here for that reason. All of you have come together in this wonderful, magnificent uh, place to, to really share this space and bring that light. And it's not that we necessarily have to go out there and do magnificent things, but we just have to be that love. Uh, we just have to be that kindness and simply by doing so, we'll radiate that within the world. And as long as we remain connected with each other, um, we can continue to be and do exactly what we're meant to be and do. So. Thank you for sharing that so generously with the rest of us. And I'm wondering, when you heard Tavai say, that's you, that light, that's you, what did you think? In that moment, what did you feel? Did you know the truth of that, that that's you? Did you have a feeling of, well, no, that's not me. That's that other person over there, but not me. Sometimes when we really let ourselves take in somebody's saying, I see who you are. I see the light in you. When we let ourselves take that in, we're kind of overwhelmed because the light is so big. And to the extent that we're identified with these bodies, with our limits, that feels too big. But it's truth. And it's truth for everyone in this room. There's nobody sitting here that it's not true for. You are one of these light beings that have come here. And the great things that you have come here to do are mainly to be, 
to be open and aware of who you are. The light just shines and all the good is done because the light is shining. Now we may be inspired to take actions, to do things in this world. We probably will be at some point or another, but it isn't our actions primarily that's the good. It's our being and our knowing that that's who we are. And there is no circumstance in which we cannot learn to shine. If Tavai could learn that in the hole in prison, in his early 20s, we have no excuse for whatever our personal hole is that we may be in right now. We can all wake up. Our path may look different, but we all have a yellow brick road that is gonna lead us where we need to go to find our kingdom of heaven. It exists for all of us. When Dorothy sings somewhere over the rainbow, she is singing about the kingdom of heaven. She is singing about the something more she is making a claim that this is not all that is. My limits are not going to have authority over me. So we're gonna to get to hear that song in a minute. But as you listen to the song, think for yourself, what limits are you holding on to? What is your Kansas? What is your Kansas that you're saying, there's got to be more to this? You don't know how to get out of Kansas or you wouldn't be there. So whatever it is, let yourself blend with this dream of over the rainbow. Let yourself know deep inside you that land, that kingdom of heaven is real. Let go of figuring out how you're going to get there. There is a twister, may it be gentle, <laughs> that will take you there. But it's yours to know that there exists, the kingdom of heaven is real, and you belong there. You're not an outcast. That is your true home. So as we listen to the song now, let's collectively create this intention as we're going through this series of Oz and the discovery. We are claiming that it is possible for every one of us and for us collectively to discover the power within us.